Welcome to Leaves the Blue Away, the serials, where we retell stories from the Bible simply and do our best to let the story speak for itself. I'm your host, Todd Allen, author of the book Leaves the Blue Away. Today we're going to jump into Mark 6, reading from the message. As soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead across to Bethsaida while he dismissed the congregation. After sending them off, he climbed a mountain to pray. Late at night, the boat was far out at sea. Jesus was still by himself on land. He could see his men struggling with the oars, the wind having come up against them. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea. He intended to go right by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, They thought it was a ghost and screamed, scared to death. Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. As soon as he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. They were stunned, shaking their heads, wondering what was going on. They didn't understand what he had done at the supper. None of this had yet penetrated their hearts. They beached the boat at Gennesaret and tied up at the landing. As soon as they got out of the boat, Word got around fast. People ran this way and that, bringing their sick on stretchers to where they heard he was. Wherever he went, village or town or country crossroads, they brought their sick to the marketplace and begged him to let them touch the edge of his coat. That's all. And whoever touched him became well. Mark 6, 45-56 in The Message. They had hardly finished collecting all the leftovers from the miraculous meal Jesus had just provided. More than 5,000 people fed from only five loaves of bread and two small fish. Jesus just kept breaking the bread and filling the baskets. The people hadn't even dispersed yet, but Jesus was already urging the twelve into the boat and sending them off across the Sea of Galilee without him. I heard a preacher say Jesus knew the storm was coming. And he may well have, but he wasn't the only one. You didn't have to be God to know the weather was turning. Peter had spent as much time on the water as he had on the land. A commercial fisherman by trade, he had grown up on the water. And until Jesus had called him, it was the only trade he had ever known. Even a casual seafarer could have seen the dark clouds building in the distance, felt the drop in pressure, and the temperature change. The wind was already picking up. And Peter wasn't alone. Half of the Lord's disciples were fishermen by trade. They had all faced fierce gales rowing against the wind. They had all felt the fear creep in, watching the waves build and the water grow choppy, wondering if they would make it home before a storm. And they all knew it was madness to attempt a sea crossing at night with foul weather already on the horizon. They argued with Jesus. He was sending them to certain death. It was suicide to push out to sea with a storm building. But Jesus insisted. It made no sense. They talked among themselves, then sent Peter back to try to talk sense to the teacher one last time. Peter had a lifetime of experience. Surely he could make Jesus see reason. But as Peter tried to teach God about the weather, he saw the master's eyes harden. And again, Jesus insisted they push off. And Peter's shoulders slumped as he turned back toward the boat. Maybe you know how he felt. 
Perhaps you've stood on the shore watching the dark clouds roll in while God's voice urges you to push out to sea. After years of hard work and long hours, you've finally just turned the corner and begun to feel a measure of comfort and security. And against all common sense, God is moving you on again. Every fiber of your being knows it's a mistake. People don't quit a career just as they finally made it. But you can't get away from his call. You know it every morning when you walk into the office. You feel it every night just before you drift off to sleep. Jesus is speaking, pushing you out to sea, insisting. You know you'll never make it, so you try to ignore it. Maybe even succeed for a time, days, weeks at a time. But when the world grows quiet and the pace of life slows, you hear his whispers again. His insistent, incessant call to climb in the boat and push out into the waves and race the storm across the sea. It's craziness, reckless, suicidal even. But it's also God calling, insisting. The disciples finally gave in knowing they were shoving out for what might be their final journey. They pulled on the oars and watched the smiling face of their Lord fade into the distance. And within an hour, the waves were high and the boat was rocking and they were alone in the howling wind and growing darkness. Meanwhile, Jesus climbed a mountain and watched his disciples struggle in the storm. He watched and prayed and waited The best part of the story would wait until the wee hours of the morning. Jesus would walk out onto the water and make his way through the storm-tossed waves to his, by then, panic-stricken disciples. But first, they would struggle for a while, and they would be afraid, and they would feel abandoned by him. But all the while, Jesus was watching, waiting, praying. We know how the disciples felt. We know how they struggled, because we've all been there. We've watched the cancer grow, or the business crumble, or the church split. We've walked through seasons when the joy is gone, and our passion is faded, and no matter where we look for help or encouragement, the lights have all gone dark. At such times, we know God only by his absence. If you haven't been there, you will. Why? Why does Jesus insist on sending us into the storm? And why does he send us alone? Why isn't the faith we already have enough? We're glad to know he's watching and praying, but why is he waiting? Haven't we struggled long enough? Just before dawn, he finally came to them, walking between the waves. He intended to go right by them, but they cried out, and he was quick to comfort them. And then the Lord climbed into their boat, and the storm he had insisted on sending them into was suddenly over. Thanks for joining me today. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Leaves the Blue Away. If you enjoyed this episode of The Serial, subscribe, share the story with your family and friends, and check out our main show for frank and entertaining discussions and especially intimate conversations with regular people, just like us, who open up and tell us their stories. May the God of all hope take these seeds we're scattering and use them for his harvest. See you next time.